Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. A distress call came in for him at half past noon. That's when an evil woman trapped him on the dark side of the Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. What's his deal? And the amazing Chris Randazzo. If you're going to spy, do it weird. <laughs> we here on this week's episode talk television. We are in the thralls of our Christmas run. Uh, this, this week, Chris got to pick. He chose Mystery Science Theater... 3000 the return season one episode 13 otherwise known as mystery science theater 3000 season 12 episode 13 okay the christmas that almost wasn't but before we get into that here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com tell us what we're doing right tell us what we're doing wrong tell us what your favorite show is tell us what your least favorite show is that tell us your shoe size that's good too (laughs) Tell us what holiday episodes are your favorites. Uh, there's so tell many things for you to tell us. Numbers. Just, Just reach out. Tell us things. <laughs> Let us know you're out there, people. So, uh, same as last week, we're going to do another mini show. Uh, <coughs> just talking about an episode, just to get us through the holiday season. Chris, this was your holiday pick. Um, as you as you explained last week, you you it was a set of synchronicity that that your next viewing of mystery science theater happened to be the christmas episode that's right so you forced us to watch it with you i sure did okay. i'm just like them the, i'm a mad myself so how did you feel about the episode <laughs> well i have lots of feelings about this episode uh this movie is horrible oh my god thank god wow oh my god well look they don't watch good movies but sometimes so, but Come on. Wow. And and now I can't even say this is the worst Christmas movie I've seen them watch. All right, wait, before we get before we get further, just for for those that because this is technically a movie and it's like just a commentary on on a specific movie, if you haven't watched this is what Mystery Science Theater does. It is a a bunch of funny people sitting in a room making fun of a movie. And it, it a bad movie. And usually that makes the movie better. Or at least bearable. Yeah. yeah now, I, I don't, I don't want to hear you say that that didn't make this better, because this would have been more painful without them. Yeah, all right. So, all right, continue. Go ahead. Go, because I got a couple of things to say, too, and I'm going to let you go first, because this is your episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this was... Um, I think so far this season, this was the weakest one that I had seen. Uh, I, I chose this as something I hadn't seen yet. Yes. So I was going into this one blind. And I do think that of all the episodes I've watched this season, uh, of this season of the show, this was their weakest one. There were a couple of recurring jokes that really didn't land with me, particularly the I'm, uh, I'm a little baby Holy sexual shit. deviant thing. Talk I about didn't think that was funny. a dead horse. Yeah, I, I thought it was vaguely funny the first time, like vaguely at best. 
uh, but it, it turned to this recurring thing, and I just didn't think that was funny. Like, I, I was honestly was thinking gross. about going back and counting how many times they said it, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't. No, I I was, which which it really I think that's really what what killed the episode for me is that outside of that it was it was it was pretty solid riffing on a unbelievably bad movie. Like this was a pile of garbage. This was a Christmas movie and the premise of it was like Santa is in a real estate uh legal battle. He's getting evicted. Like, yeah, from the North get, Pole. Because uh, this is how this is how uh, things work. You can just buy whatever property you want. Doesn't matter if it's for sale, from you the just Eskimos. say I want to buy this, you just buy it. You know, he bought it from the Eskimos because the Eskimos own the North Pole. Yeah, and then he bought that store that wasn't for sale. He's just like, I own this store now. I bought it. I have money. <laughs> and he had, he did have a mustache. That makes him He evil. sure did. <laughs> oh, my God. This was... Ugh. And, I, like, I get why they were making that creepy I'm a little baby joke, because that Mr. Pickles guy or whatever the... Yeah. What was his name? No, it wasn't Pickles. Mr. That Dill was... or... Oh, I don't know. All right, so no, it wasn't oh. pickles. They don't really talk about the movie in the IMDb. They talk about uh, Mr. Whipple. Yes, but you can Mr. Mr. Whipple because that's why they kept making the squeezing the Charmin jokes, and that was the joke they should have kept running with yes. because Mr. Whipple squeezes the Charmin. Yes, I, it, I'll agree it, with that. Anything yeah. other than I'm a little baby. Baby needs to be changed. Like even the that 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 middle thing where um what's his name shows up. Dressed as Santa Claus, uh, Joel. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they had another guy dressed as Mister Whipple. Yeah, I was all like, "Hey, it's Joel! I'm so happy!" And Joel Santa Claus, this is great. Oh man, they're doing this dump baby joke again. Darn it! <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> I think in the prior episode that Mark Hamill was a special guest, Ooh. and that was that was awesome. Ooh, Mark Hamill, nice. So, Karen. Yeah. How did you feel about the episode? Because I mean, the uh, for, first of all, I full disclosure, I was wrapping Christmas presents during this episode. So, so you cheated, and attention. you only paid attention to it halfway. That's yeah. Not fair. So it, to be fair, I was playing Smash Brothers through a lot of this episode. It's Mystery Science Theater. It's my that's happy what place. You do. It's, like, it's background stuff. And am I the only one that took this seriously, people? Yes. Right. yes. Um, so, like, there were some genuine. I wish I could remember. There were some genuine lulls in this. Like, I laughed my ass off at a couple of jokes. There were some definitely some solid things happening in it. And the rest of the time, I was either not paying attention to it or just more distracted by how terrible the movie was. So, like, so yeah, that's kind of a thing with MST. Is like, really, I wasn't playing. I wasn't playing Switch to begin with. It just eventually got to the point where, like. No matter, even if they're like completely on their game, like they're totally on their game and Manos the Hands of Fate, I can't just sit and I can't just sit and watch that, you know, <laughs> I got to do something else. I got to like look away from time to time. It's, it's just when a movie is so brutally bad, it's even look, this show is my happy place. Mm-hmm. I was just so happy sitting there watching this, actually sitting down to watch it and not trying to squeeze five, ten minutes at a time in between all the various other things I'm doing. Like, just sitting down, listening to the theme song and watching an episode and being comfortable on the couch. And it was just magical and wonderful. And I'm just, I'm a little bummed that it turned out to be it was really it was really just that one joke. I can't think of anything else that was really like really killing this episode for me, but, but every time they went back it to that so much. It did because it not only was it not funny, it just was uncomfortable because it was like this weird sexual deviant baby talk and like 
that's never really like, mystery science theater's humor is all over the map, mm-hmm. but it usually doesn't delve into that territory. You know, like it, it usually doesn't go that direction. And it's usually the only reason I don't show a lot of the episodes to my kids is because the source material, you know, the movies they're watching have disturbing imagery in mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the actual content of it is always, not, I'm not going to necessarily say wholesome, but a little bit more PG. PG. Yeah. 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 And not like, that's just a gross joke. Yeah. Like it's really gross. And it yeah, is. Did, I did I not connect with, with me at all. I mean, as I, okay. So this is how bad the movie was. I was watching this via Netflix and I thought my internet was bad because <laughs> the the voice over <laughs> well, they made that so joke right off. in the beginning. They made that right in the beginning. They I just laid that right out like I thought no, it was in this... a different language for a minute. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the... what I thought when if they started the movie, I thought it was in a different language, but then some of the lip syncing did kind of match up. And didn't you tell me earlier, Karen, that this is like on Amazon as like a yeah? Record. I was looking today for something to watch, like something Christmassy to watch on Amazon Prime, and this movie came up as a suggestion. The original movie, yeah, like without the riff. Did you did you cancel your Amazon Prime right then and there? <laughs> well, I still have some Christmas shopping to do, right, so I could. So you'll just wait. I need that okay. two day shipping. All right, now ahead. just just because I started to say earlier and I, and I got derailed, this is not the worst Christmas movie they've watched. Um, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, I would put above this one. It's horrible, but it's like the weird kind of horrible. It's like, well, all right. <laughs> you know, if well, you're going to do that, okay. All right. This is, they, it's, it's weird enough that they can make enough really good jokes about it that it's good. It's also got, oh God, that's another thing I was really loving about this, right? So the interstitials, uh, quick side note, Mm. the interstitials that they do where they have the skeleton crew playing music and Patton Oswalt as TV son of TV's Frank is kind of like explaining things about the movie. Mm -hmm. And they got that jazzy music playing in the background. Yep, yep, yep. For this episode in particular, that jazzy music was a jazzed up version of a song that they sung during... um, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, because during Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, the recurring thing they kept going back to was that Crow's favorite movie is Roadhouse. <laughs> so they did uh, Patrick Swayze Christmas. They came up with like this whole holiday Christmas song about Patrick Swayze Christmas, and all the interstitials were just this jazzy version of Patrick Swayze Christmas, which was like, a, if you're not paying attention for it, it's just... It just sounds like music, mm-hmm. but for somebody who really knows that episode a lot, it was it was just wonderful to hear. But I still think this movie is better than Santa Claus, which uh, was was I, I believe a Mike episode. And wait, what? What you mean with Tim the Toolman Taylor? No, not the Santa Claus. Okay. It's just called Santa Claus. Okay, and it's um I think a Portuguese movie. <laughs> Portuguese. Um, that's about Santa Claus fighting Satan Ooh, uh, for the soul of a little girl named Lupita. And like, yeah, I don't wait a second. Everything you're saying sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, all of the words, especially in that order, sounds amazing. It's pretty wild. But the first, I'm going to say, half hour of this movie is uh, Santa Claus in his North Pole fortress, and I mean like. Dude's got a castle and <laughs> telescopes that he uses to to look all over the world. Well, he can and see so he you when calls, you're sleeping. 
he summons all these children from all the different countries of the world to do musical numbers for him as some sort of weird oh tribute. Oh my god. And it's the most racist stuff you've ever seen. I had blocked that thing out until you just said the thing about the musical number. Racist like, Santa oh, Claus. Oh yes, I remember you made me watch this and it was so bad. I mean, we're talking so like, bad. you know, when he gets to Africa and like little kids with like bones in their nose and stuff are doing like oh, African no. drum dance. I mean, it is offensive and then it moves on to like the movie proper with like creepy lord santa in his castle uh and like this girl trying to buy a doll and like the devil is so oh it's just this dude in this skin tight red outfit with like lots of eyeliner and oh god it's so horrible so like this movie was really bad but it didn't quite make me uncomfortable the way Santa Claus did so that's why I put this one above Santa Claus but still under Santa Claus conquers the Martians because there's a certain there's a certain you have the weirdest appeal leveling to that. of Christmas movies <laughs> I get it I mean we're talking about like how deep through the wood in the bottom of the barrel are we here you know <laughs> like, this is true this is true Santa Claus conquers the Martian is like halfway through the wood this one is like three inches into the dirt <laughs> And then Santa Claus is, like, somewhere around the mantle. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, all right. So, just so we understand. So, everybody's on the same page for those of you that did not watch. Santa Claus is being evicted from his house at the North Pole because uh, what Dirk Dastardly. Didn't pay the rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bought the it's North Pole. It's basically... Uh, it's basically the, well, it's, it's rent. Okay. Basically. Yeah, there you go. It's rent. Um, cause he doesn't like kids, right? It's not like he doesn't like Christmas. It's he doesn't like children. And so he doesn't think any children anywhere should get should toys. Should ever be happy. Well, wasn't yeah. it because should he, ever be well, happy. That was he it. wasn't happy. Like, or like Santa didn't, I don't know. I sort of blacked out and then came back. <laughs> yeah. His end, weirdly tall dude in charge of the elves lost his letter to santa so he didn't get one present one what year was up so with he dedicated that, that was freaking weird like <laughs> like there was a whole scene where i think it was like halfway through where all of the elves came out and they were chilling out in like the main room because santa's house is two rooms you know the main living area and then the workshop and then it was time for them to all go back to work and this obs- all right maybe he's not obscenely tall cuz he was but always standing well, around to the dwarves. dwarves yeah compared to all the dwarves he's near but he's really elves, really sorry, thin elves. very gangly and as opposed to like stepping aside to let them pass through the small Wait, door oh, oh god oh yeah that's <laughs> forgot about go that through their his legs and no, he doesn't make them they're like yay we get to do this now it was so and he's just like weird. all right kids get on in there like and i'm he's, sorry he's what like, <laughs> look and he just like points down to his crotch <laughs> i was like Whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> I'm I mean, and the guy bore more than a passing resemblance to Neil Patrick Harris as Count Olaf, too. So yes! <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. He did. <laughs> also, the other tall, creepy dude that was constantly covered in cobwebs. You know, what the heck was up with that? What was that guy? I, I loved that every time he showed up, they made some kind of lint roller joke. Like that, that was one of the things that kept making me laugh because I didn't get it at first. And then, like, the camera got close enough to him. I was like, wait a minute, what? 
what the heck? And like his house kept getting filled with cobwebs. Yes. Dude got into bed and he had to get through some cobwebs. Like, how did that happen in a, in a day? What's wrong with this? I don't, it was so weird. Like, talk about lost in translation. This entire movie is lost in translation. <laughs> it really is. It, it truly is. I mean, okay. There are certain things that really irked me outside of the weirdness. Like, the movie starts off with Santa just being in the dumps. Like... He's no, the, but, but before that, it starts off with Mr. Whipple, as they as they joked out, jokingly pointed out, concentrating really hard on like three feet of garland. Yes, he's up there on a ladder, just floofing this garland for like five solid minutes, and, and then, then derelict Stanek comes up and a, he's just you know a dude in a beard or like a trench coat or whatever who. You don't know at the time is wearing his full Santa armor underneath <laughs> his Santa armor. <laughs> what I like is everybody that sees Santa recognizes him, sort of immediately. Sort of, sort yeah, of. Immediately. Wait, like, wait, you're Santa. Cla- wait a minute. Okay, weird. Which I have to say, <laughs> if if that's really the experience of of Santa, then I feel very badly for any guy who's overweight and older and has a beard. <laughs> Like, the, he must constantly face like, aren't you Santa? Oh, and speaking of feeling bad for Santa, like, he had a whole musical number about the fact that he's never seen a conscious child? Oh my god, what, what? the hell? What? I don't, I think, I, I blocked that out. I don't remember I that. Want, I want the movie to explain the logistics of that particular problem. How? In the world? Because, <laughs> I mean, Santa is a human of some variety right i mean Maybe. he sees you when you're sleeping he, he knows when you're awake he, right it doesn't He's, say he sees you when you're that's right awake. he doesn't you know. uh, still that's how he does it he goes to sleep when you're awake he knows that you're awake and yeah, he's whatever and right. he's got elf on the shelf and he'll check in later all the children in the world he's never seen a conscious child like ever Ever? ever did he never see the elves when they were children how do the elves procreate has he never seen elf <laughs> okay <laughs> i need to talk about the think think of something or <laughs> <laughs> what the heck was that think 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 like it was as if they had a page count that they had to fill for the script and they just repeated this line over and over and over again uncomfortably yeah really that was a lot of this movie was just uncomfortably bad and really jonah and the bots did a good job handling this movie i i liked the the host segments and everything except the darn baby joke yep. i just wish that wasn't the what they sent this the gifting gift was pure genius yeah. I, I also just general shout out i'm so glad the invention exchange is back because they lost that with mike for most of his run and i'm always i'm glad they brought that back because mm. it's just fun and i really enjoy the chemistry between felicia day and pat oswalt yeah oh, i yeah. mean those That's two characters are fantastic i feel like pat oswalt constantly has his shoulders up like in a shrug he looks uncomfortable to me <laughs> So I think he's just crazy good casting for perfect TV son of TV's Frank. It's, like that's perfect. That's absolutely ridiculous to me. How and well I think that works some out. of that tension is also like that 
is part of the story mm. between those two characters is that like he's in love with her and she's like fuck off <laughs> yeah he is in love with her and and in the previous episode because that's one of the things that they uh, tested around with with this season was having a bit more of a through line plot wise i use the okay. word plot loosely <laughs> Um, just because it's Netflix and it's like bingeable instead of you know week after week after week, uh, they they added some sort of through line and I think in the last episode or the episode before, uh, Kinga decided that she needed to marry um, Jonah. Uh, Jonah. Oh, not not because she likes him, loves him, or even likes him. Uh, it was there was some sort of cockamamie reason that had something to do with her plans oh, okay. uh, of establishing herself as mad scientist and. Obviously, ever all parties involved are not happy about this fact, but she's pressing on through. Like she mentioned it once in this episode, so I'm very excited to watch the season finale and then this next season as well because I love this show. So I want to end on 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 the scene that gave me nightmares. <laughs> okay, now I know you're thinking back and you're and you're like, what could he possibly? This is ripe. This movie is the stuff of nightmares. But when Mr. Whipple is teaching Santa how to communicate with children via sitting him down saying, what would you like for Christmas, little boy? Ho, ho, ho. And then Santa's crazed laughter. Oh, yeah. Grabbing (laughs) onto his stomach. I mean, it was scary. How he react? Yeah. How, how like what that actor felt was the proper portrayal of that scene? <laughs> why? I, why? Why? Someone said, "You know what? This is a good script. I'm going to make this movie." Is it just for this year fact that they figured maybe down the line somewhere someone's going to make fun of it on another show? You know, I ask. <laughs> As somebody who is a huge fan of this show, and I think I've seen almost every episode at this point. I mean, it was on for 11 years before mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's uh, You got to wonder a lot of the times how many of these movies got made. Yeah. And uh, this is one of those things that just didn't, didn't anyone look at this and say, this, no, this isn't right. This is, this just isn't right. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Chris, <sighs> As Christmas movies go, not a winner. No. As MST three goes, I'm okay. It was it was it was good. Like their yeah, it was, their interactions, it was, solid. it was a solid. Not great. I mean, there was a you know a couple of missteps, and but all in all, this is not one I'll be going back to very often. No, no. it's this is probably this just is a re- like within the Christmas rewatch rotation. No, not in the annual Christmas rotation. I wish there was. A Mystery Science Theater Christmas movie that was in the annual Christmas rotation. I kind of wanted it to be Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, but again, it's still not my favorite MST episode. And there's, I feel like with the 385,000 Hallmark Christmas movies that exist, <laughs> there's got to be a good one for them to, to, to riff for Christmas and just really make a good Christmassy destructive Nature I mean, they could start with Christmas Prince on Netflix, which I watched in the last week or two, and <laughs> oh my god. Wow. I mean, it is not good, you guys. <laughs> okay. Last three years consecutively, I have watched Santa Slay every year. That is <laughs> that is becoming my my Christmas movie. That's right. Oh, boy. That's right. Goldberg as Santa Claus killing everybody. 
that's what I call Christmas. Hey, we're a diehard family over here. Well, that's mm-hmm. a given. That's that's an absolute necessity. Yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> we still haven't... We, we we're a little behind on our Christmas movies. I don't know if we're going to get through everything, but we did watch Muppet Family Christmas. We did watch Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. I watched Muppet Christmas Carol on my own. <laughs> We've watched The Grinch a couple of times. Uh, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Not the Jim Carrey movie and not the new movie, the actual animated thing. <laughs> the real Grinch. How yeah. the Grinch Stole Christmas. But we're still, I think the, the oh, and we watched Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I think really all we're specifically behind is Love Actually, Elf, and Die Hard. I think those are the three major ones that we're behind on. Hey, you still got plenty of time. No, yeah. actually, according to well, this recording, <laughs> it's too late. You've missed out, son of a son of a gun. All right, Chris, you got a spiel for me? I do. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or you can sh- follow this show specifically at Twepcast. Or you can even find us individually on Twitter. I am at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can the jolly people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can the jingly people follow you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. All right, next next week is my choice for our final mini episode i'm going with a classic veronica mars season one episode 10 an eccles family christmas i i I just this show is great i love this show so there's your homework people join us next time from all of us here at this week's episode i'm evan i'm karen push the button frank good night And this concludes our broadcast day.